live on Facebook. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. This is Grant Cameron, and I'm with an old friend of mine, uh, Drew Banke. And uh, he heard my conversation the other night with Jimmy Church. Um, we talked before about his books. I'll let him sort of introduce himself and um, what he found interesting in the conversation. I think we're sort of on the same page in terms that Drew and I both feel that uh, the story that we're looking at, the UFO story or whatever you want to call it, UAP story, uh, paranormal story, is representing something much more important, uh, an aspect of reality. And if we understand what this is all about, the UFO thing, we'll understand how reality actually works. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I'm going to leave it up to Drew what he wants to bring up. And we'll... Uh, I have no trouble talking, so we'll, we'll go from there. How are you doing, Drew? <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, Grant. Good to see you, man. Good to talk to you. And um, yeah, I just was listening to um, your last conversation with Jimmy. Yeah. And um, you were talking about how the UFOs are a part of really the consciousness and evolution storyline. And um, we we actually have to, we have to release our mind to think of something that's the story is much larger than the UFO story. If we, if we, if we can, if we can just step outside our egos for a second and say, okay, the UFO story is a huge story. Yes, it is. No doubt. Everybody agrees. I agree, but it is a small part of a much larger story that's been unfolding ever for since the beginning of time. And it's, it's always going to be unfolding, you know, and, and we're just, we're just at this precipice right now of evolutionary shift, I believe. And that's why I talk about my books. I'm Perkins, so are you, and find your inner guru. Um, I actually, the last time we spoke is a few years ago. Um, mm -hmm. We did two interviews uh, close to each other. And I spoke about um, writing, writing these books that I have published now. And um, actually, from one of your interviews, um, I met my co-author. My co my co-author was listening to what the inter interview that we did. And I can't remember is a first or a second one, but at the end of it, I asked for anybody that would call to help writing. Um, yeah. wow. to, I knew someone was listening and I, I called out. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. I got an email um, um, about a month later from Colleen Duran. She's a retired neuropsychologist. And she explained to me that she was doing a walkabout in India um, and she's like in her mid seventies and we're good friends. Now we've, yeah. we've wrote two books together, but at this time she, she sent this email and she said she was doing a walkabout in India in her twenties. And she had a vision that she was one day she was going to meet someone. She was going to help write books. That was going to help uh, shift humanity, shift wow. the consciousness of humanity. Wow. And she was listening to Grant Cameron's interview with Drew Banky like two years ago and at the end of it i i asked i said i can feel someone I, I i feel that there's someone listening right now or someone that's connected to someone listening right now that can help me write these books and yeah she she uh, reached out to me and we started writing the first book and about 45 days later we have pu we have published it on amazon and yeah. did it with a, a shoestring and yeah um that's i'm perfect and so are you and now it's in india and australia and all over the world and it's uh you know share sharing my message and well, not really my message but our message of humanity like um of what we really are you know you said she's a neuropsychologist so what, what is what is what and I, I ask you the same question like how does a neuropsychologist find this field or how does she in, interpret the phenomena and how did you get in the field 
Okay, uh, back up for people that don't know me. Uh, I got in the field uh, through my own healing in 2016 uh, through ayahuasca, um, stumbled upon the spiritual world, trying to find relief from PTSD and stumbled on to a much larger story of myself, you know, and um, uh, I think at this point, a lot of people can, can put all the pieces together with the, what ayahuasca does. But um, well, let me jump in with a question there, because that that's something I've discussed with um, a a former soldier who's working sort of in this field. Does ayahuasca like for PTSD? That's a big problem in the uh, retired military community. I mean, do you work with veterans? Do you can you talk a little bit about that with the association? Because PTSD is one of these things that they're spending like billions, 20 billion dollars a year on. And they haven't got it's one thing that that. antidepressants just will not touch. So what's your experience with it? And are you working with other veterans? I'm working with veterans. So I'm a veteran. I did two tours in Iraq. I did uh, 2005 in Baghdad, 2007 in Ramadi. I called artillery strikes, fixed wing uh, rotary aircraft strikes. I was a forward observer. So, um, you know, there there was a time that I had, um, this is just jumping back and uh, sharing a story of Iraq. I had a a C-130 Spectre gunship. uh, it's one of, one of our tools in the, in the United States military. And I was controlling it for 12 hours from the ground. Wow. Um, I, I didn't get to shoot any, um, like explosive charges. I just shot illumination rounds, but yeah, having had that just give you an idea of what my job was in the military. Yeah. So, um, coming back with tons of PTSD and, can you repeat the question one time? Yeah, yeah the, the, the PTSD and working with veterans. I mean, okay, because that, so, that's something that I think that should be brought out a little bit more that veterans know there is this alternative. Sure. Um, there's there's multiple different ayahuasca is just one of the one of the doorways or one of the answers or one of the ways to help uh, microdosing psilocybin, uh, macro di- uh, macrodosing psilocybin um in a controlled environment ketamine treatments breathing techniques wim hof there's so many different ways to to figure it out just so happens mine was ayahuasca but ayahuasca is very um you know she's a spirit i believe she's the spirit of mother earth she's uh, i believe she represents half of the energy of the entire universe she represents the the feminine energy i believe there's two energies that that make up the universe outside of source uh, masculine and feminine i believe that ayahuasca is one of the one of the medicinal representations of of that consciousness or of that energy so she's very nurturing very helpful um and you know she's a healer she's she's you know, for anyone that's been in ceremony, they, they refer to it as a she. There's definitely uh, there's definitely a, a spiritual aspect to it that feels like a female. When it comes to veterans, um, on on the neurological side, on the physical side of things, so we're do, we're we're visit both both sides of these real quick. On on the neurological side, there's neurons in your brain. There's neuron receptors, and in between there, there's electrical charges that that that. Um, send signals back and forth to each other there's they're spread out all throughout your brain there's tons of them when you have ptsd and have uh, extreme experiences these neuron connectors start separating from each other to start to to, to dull um the storyline for yourself so you can deal with the the heightened um trauma 
So the the neurons, the further the neurons go apart, the, fur, the further these electrical charges have to go, the, the duller your experience is. So it's your body's like uh, protective, okay. it's, protect, it's a protective thing. The, it, these, are, these are deep implications on the spiritual side, uh, energetic side happen, all this. We're, I'll get into the, our, our visit that in just a second. But what the ayahuasca does, psilocybin, it brings those neuron connectors closer together. And over time, experiencing, so ayahuasca lets you experience things. Um, and I know, I know you've talked about your experience at John Hopkins or uh, did you have experience at John Hopkins? No, I did um, 25 sessions on my own high dose sessions with uh, Okay, so, so but I used the, the John Hopkins protocols. So okay, so that's what that's what you're talking about. You're using their uh, their protocols. Their protocols, yeah. So so you, you you you're tracking what I'm talking about right now. Like with uh, the whole it lets you experience things, but without the um, weighted down of the emotional side of it. You get you get to experience and just and, and learn the lesson without all the emotional attachment that happened um, in the physical. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, you know, something happened to me in Iraq, and I would go through it in ayahuasca. I would I would go through it, and I would I would see how that connected to the rest of my storyline. I would yeah. see the whole grid pattern of of existence of Drew and why that why that needed to happen. But I was able to process it because it would be without the emotional attachment. Okay. Uh, that, that I have an ego yeah. from, from it. And then I was able to release it. So that that's what happens in ayahuasca. Each, each time you do that, these neurons start coming closer together and then you start having a more, you start living more, you start experiencing more, you start, you start seeing ships more, you start, you know, you start yeah. feeling more, you start being more intuitive, you start getting more uh, number sequences, this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, in a nutshell, that's what it does, that's what ayahuasca does. Um, for for veterans in particular, I think that we have a warrior archetype that's ingrained in our in our ego in our being, yeah. and I think that's uh, has a large part to do with uh, what we're you know a lot of us are becoming messengers of this because we're not afraid to you know the the veteran and the military told it uh, gave us confidence and now and now it changed our perspective to spread to spread this other message to be the real warriors of light you know or whatever you want to you know the million of different uh, storylines of what we are yeah. but i think that's why vet, i i really uh, honestly i really think that's why veterans are being targeted grant because um not targeted so much but we signed up for that you know it, it's you go through qhht you start to learn that we've you know this has all been signed up and um on a, on a much larger scale that we probably won't ever understand in physical form that we signed up for this experience. And I, I really think that the warrior archetype uh, bleeds over when we perceive the world as much smaller in the 3d, we, we go to the military because we, that, that drive inside us is going to serve and, and we hit this barrier, but it's a, it's a false barrier. And once that yeah. barrier is broken, then we're able to see what our really, our real mission is. Yeah, I think that was one of the points I was trying to bring up on Jimmy Church was this idea that usually we see it as a random world, that this is happening to us, when in fact it's uh, happening for us, that, that we, we've sort of, we're projecting this world for ourselves, we've assigned up to it, and that as long as we see ourselves as victims, 
we're, we're dead in the water. You, you have to take responsibility <laughs> for, for what's actually going on before you can change anything. And you have to realize this may not be random. You may be part of what you're talking about here. Yeah, I, I think it's both. I think yeah. it's ran, I think it's random. And I think it's a, a design that I, but I think the design is so far past our understanding that we're, you just have to let go of understanding and just accept it. What, yeah. what, cause and I think you hit uh, one of the words, the, uh, a trigger word, you said victim. I think that's a, I think that's a big problem with us too in, in society right now, the, the victim mentality, you know, you're yeah. not a, none of this stuff happened to me in Iraq. You know, I wasn't, I was adopted at birth. Like I had, I had to release all that victim, all those labels of victim. Oh, I was a victim because I was adopted. I was a victim because they didn't tell me until I was 18. You know, I'm a victim because I was, you know, went through a divorce. I was a victim. You know, I had to release each one of them. And once, but once you start going down, you start to, once you get to a certain point, you start to realize I'm not a victim at all. I never was ever. Then you, and all, all those thousands of, uh, ones that you've been digging through one by one by one in the ceremony, you know, I'm sure you went through this. I don't know if uh, how it works in the John Hopkins things, but in a traditional, you know, medicine ceremony, it's really, it's really just one trauma they visit or maybe two yeah. at the most, but it's not, they, they're not going to go and solve it all for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I say they, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you, but uh yeah. You know, it, you're not going to solve it all in one shot. And event, because really, you have to solve it outside the ceremony. You have to, outside the medicine ceremony, you have to come to full, full balance and alignment for it to be, for yeah. it to, for it to fully stick. Yeah. The ceremony. In, in, the cer yeah, they would call it integration. Unless you integrate, it's it's a waste of time. You have to. Yeah, integrate integration's key. And yeah. all these, uh, all the ceremonies, uh, you know, dream regression, QHH, yeah. even QHHT, all of it, all of it. It, you because it's just a moment it's a paradigm shift you know that's that's what uh that's what a ufo um sighting or incident like i, I write about my first book the face-to-face uh, -face contact in chaco canyon yeah. um that that was a paradigm shift you know was it real was it did, did it actually physically happen for me it, it was real give people it, a it, thumbnail it, give, give people a thumbnail of what the encounter was Okay, so my first wedding anniversary, me and my wife went to Chaco Canyon um, to hike the canyon, look at petroglyphs. Uh, I'm addicted to petroglyphs. And we, we hiked the canyon all day. And at the end of the day, I sung a few prayer songs. I, I'm a sun dancer, pipe cure, medicine man, you know, this, that, and the other, all yeah. that stuff. And I, I, sung, I pulled out my drum. I sung a few prayer songs, Native American prayer songs to the canyon, just thanking them for the day and thank, thank them for being there. Unknowingly, I don't know. I don't know if that was part of like what happened later, but that that gratitude that I gave the canyon, it was I, I believe it was received and it made what happened later on this night. Uh, we, we left there it was um, and if no one is if you're not familiar with the Four Corners area. Uh, Chaco Canyon area there's no hotels out there so you have to go drive a ways like to get if you want to stay at a hotel or anything like that Chaco Canyon Four Corners all that plate all that area so we went back to Cortez Colorado we we rent an Airbnb there we went out to we we, we left there at sundown we drove back as like an hour and a half drive back to Cortez Colorado which is really close to the Four Corners uh area of the United States and 
we went out to dinner, went to bed that, and eventually went to bed. And that night I woke up and that, and I was uh, still smoking tobacco at the time. I I've quit since then, but I was smoking tobacco at the time. And I woke up about two, about two, two thirty, somewhere around there uh, with my ears just ringing, like, you know, hair staying up back of your neck. So one of those things that's like, you almost feel like someone's in the house, like inside the house with you, you know, like yeah. another person's in the house. My, all my senses are going off. So, uh, I go outside to ha have a few puffs of tobacco and calm down on the back porch. The back porch is, is dark. There's just a deck back there. It's a small deck. And then it goes to grass, tree, a couple trees, large trees, but pitch dark. I, I walk out there, um, light to tobacco. And as soon as I step, well, as soon as I, let me back, as soon as I step out the door, I feel a presence standing out there, but it's, you know, I don't see anybody, you know, I just kind of do a, a quick glance that there's no one out there. And I take a few more steps and light the tobacco. Um, and this, this sense just uh, within a, within the two or three seconds that's transpired for me walking out the door from lighting the tobacco, I'm almost vomiting. Like I feel a vibration coming from the center. Um, maybe my solar plexus uh, chakra area, mm -hmm. somewhere around there and just pulsating out and just, just, just making me uncomfortable. And I, uh, it actually made almost had to vomit. I, I coughed up some phlegm and I spit it into the the <laughs> this uh it's a weird part of the whole story, but it's I have to say it. But I spit the phlegm into the yard, leaned yeah. forward, and when I did, I saw two feet standing right beside me, facing the same way mine did. Yeah. They were black. I followed them up, and it's a uh, a shadow being that's standing yeah. there. And I thought uh, I, for, I thought it was a shadow. I because it it turns with me and everything. I turn around and look and there's no street lights behind me. I'm trying to, you know, my mind's just grasping for like reality, yeah. you know, something to hold on to. And I, I turn back around to it and its eyes open up and there's stars, just stars and galaxies and galaxies. Like wow. the whole eternity of existence is inside its eyes. And I, they're just, it's just like a window. It's almost like I'm on a spaceship and the, and it, the veils are being lifted up on my, on my spaceship. And I, so I, my consciousness kind of jumps in as I, in the eyes and I start traveling and go into this timeless space. I feel like, you know, there's so much that I remember and so much that I don't I, I, about it. I can't really articulate what I felt in those moments, but I was just flying through space wow. and I was just getting downloaded, just buzzing, this extreme buzzing. You know, I felt like, um, the crescendo of a medicine ceremony when your when your body just start is just uh feels like it's going haywire but there's there's also that peace about it as well that's kind of what i was feeling um i come back uh, you know within a few moments my my physical self realizes what happens i snap back into my body i'm standing there looking at myself and it's i just i just get this like I'm looking at a mirror thing and I, I, I just take off inside, you know, my, my ego self is just freaked out. I turn around and shut the door. And then, then I'm thinking, Oh my God, this, it doesn't matter if I shut the door that this, this thing could probably just walk through the wall. Yeah, like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, but I feel like locking the door is going to do something. I go in and wake up my, wake up my wife. I'm walking around the house, like, uh, you know, the, the Airbnb for like the next 45 minutes sweating, um, I'm sweating right now talking about it actually, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 
probably one of the most profound experiences of my life, you know, like um, that moment. It, it faded after, you know, eventually went to sleep uh, that night after, you know, calming down and, um, you know, had dreams. I, I can't recall what the dreams were, but my dreams were really, really intense, you know, for the past the next couple of days. And then it just subsided and like uh, almost forgot about it and not forgot about it, but it, it, it wasn't the first thing that in my mind when I woke up in the morning after a few days. And about a week later, I had a dream where um, I find myself just standing in this backyard and I, I recognize the backyard and I turn around and I, I heard a door open up and I see Drew, this, this Drew walk yeah. out and I'm standing there as the other being. And I go through the, the whole experience from the other viewpoint. And that's when I learned multidimensionality by location and not through, not through an idea. I didn't read it in a book. I didn't have an idea of it. I didn't have a vision. I learned it through experience. I, I learned because I experienced, I was able through the dream space, I was able to experience the, the ET or shadow self, uh, mirror self of me in that moment. And I got to go through the same experience again. So wow. that's, in the, that's in the first book. And you hold up the book. You got it behind you there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hold up. This is where the okay. This on uh, Amazon or uh, sacredjourneyswithin.com. Um, if you order it from sacredjourneyswithin.com, uh, it'd be autographed. Uh, and I, I meditate with each book when I, when that happens, and I and I give a, a particular message to each person. So wow, wow, that that's, but, uh, that's fascinating because I I'm just doing a finish finished a book on the people who've flown the craft. And basically, you get that that idea. Even John Ramirez, if you know John Ramirez, the high level analyst from the CIA, talks about that. He said, "I don't, I don't think I'm in a craft when I'm going to this ice planet." He talks about, and that's the whole deal. It's how do you move from one place to another? It's all in the mind. It's all. It's we think it's this physical thing. We're going through time and space, and it's in your consciousness. So, uh, you know, the whole idea is everything's within you, and there is no out there, out there, and and that's where it really gets really weird. Where unless you've been looking at it and you've had experiences like you and other people, you think that's totally crazy, but it, it starts to make sense is that's, that's how they, they can move around is because there is no out there, out there. It's all sort of, you know, when you have your experience, like when you saw it through the other uh, uh, perspective, that's the same thing. It's like, you see your mirror self and, or almost the idea that I was just, there's one guy I'm just listening to his podcast where he's talking about his experience where, um, He's there and then he's playing um, one of the uh, Beatles songs. He's, he's playing it on guitar. And he said, here's his voice and says, turn around, look behind you. And he looks behind him and there's this giant void. And then, and then he, he goes, oh, that must be the void. That's the nothingness. And he turns around and he sees that reality has moved a couple of feet in front of him. And he suddenly sees it's a screen. Like reality is a screen and then he turns behind him and, and the void. And then he, he comes and he, it's, he says, it's like the, your face is against the screen and you can't see you're, you're, you're watching a projection of your, 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 your awareness. And that it's, it's this thing where everything sort of falls apart in terms of what people think is really real. And that's where I say, get past the UFO thing. You're not even beginning to touch what, what may be actually going on here. Man, it, it's a, it's just a t touching the surface, man, with the UFOs. The, the, the UFOs are, is, a pair, is designed for a paradigm shift. Yeah. And those paradigm shifts may come in the, the form of an, uh, a near-death experience. It might yeah. come in the form of an ayahuasca ceremony. It might come in the form of uh, 
X amount of sessions at, with the John Hackham's uh, protocol with psilocybin. All these are or just a spontaneous paradigm shift of understanding. Maybe maybe listen to a, a podcast of Grant Cameron or Jimmy in Jimmy Church or anybody. You know, yeah. the paradigm shift is is waiting for you to accept it, yeah. <laughs> and it's to accept that moment and. It, to accept that moment of letting go because the, what is a paradigm shift it's it's a moment that everything doesn't make sense and you you start to you have to start to accept a different reality i mean we're always evolving that of evolution is always taking place and the storyline has the ufo storyline has uh, evolved and it's really starting to show us that it's a it's really about consciousness because uh you know, these experiences that you, that people have through the, the mirror effect, I, yeah. I you know, it, what I, I talk about a lot and I, I haven't wrote, I haven't wrote about this yet, but it's the, it's the mirror effect of the universe used to teach us. And because there's only one of us, <laughs> there's only yeah. one of us, I'm looking at another aspect of myself right now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's setting up in, he's setting up in Canada. Yeah. The, the space between us is an illusion. The time, the time that's eclipsing right now during this conversation is illusion, and and we're just we're just we're just expanding right now, me and you, and it's spreading out to whoever's listening on on Facebook and whoever listening in the future and uh, this that this that and the on. You're right. There's only one of us. There's only one consciousness, and we're all sharing it. Uh, Ra- uh, have you heard the Ram Das talk about his experience in the Mid America Hotel in Kansas? And uh, this ring a bell. I've, I've listened to him a lot, but I'm not sure if I heard that experience. Yeah. Right, right. That went down. It's a, it's experience in a Salina, Kansas, mid America hotel Ram Das. He talks about how he was uh, trying to commit suicide with LSD. Wow. And um, he had, he had put pictures all over the wall um, or questions. So no matter where, where he was looking at the, when he took his last breath, he, he the last thing he would see in this existence was a question he was going to carry that to the other side he had a picture of his guru on on the tv um with everything blocked out so it looked like everything everything on the t and the tv on so it looked like everything that was happening was coming out of his tv the his guru's head his guru passed away and he was asking permission to die wow. he talks about uh, he it's 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 you know, it hits home for a lot of people. A lot of people has had this oneness experience, but they're afraid to talk about it because they might have seen themselves as Jesus or all yeah, these yeah. other things. Yeah. And they're, they're afraid to talk about it. But I, man, if, if people listen to this, this Ram Dass talk about it, it really opens up because he talks about how his breath was slowing and he, he went into the space between two thoughts and there was an infinite amount of space in that, in that space. And he, he stayed there. And in that moment, he decided to come back. And when he come back, he realized that he could recreate the universe, however he wanted. And he brought that back with, I think a lot of people can, if they know that that's okay to, to know that and Mm -hmm. say that and feel that, I think, I think we can move forward with like the, this whole process. We need to let, we definitely need to let go of the nuts and bolts UFOs. Like how, how many, how many videos, how many times is the government, how many, how many stories do they have to release that, that shows us that there's craft like that, 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 that's been that 
question has been answered so many times, Grant, so many times. Yeah. The next question is, who are they and what do they want? They, they are you. They're a future version of yourself. Greer, Greer had it dead on the money, and so, so, did tons of, so does tons of other people. And what do they want? If it's, if it's you, you're sitting here way in the future, coming back and seeing another part of yourself go, go through this experience. Yeah. And it's, it's a storyline to help us expand our consciousness and evolution. Um, but, you know, we have to say they and this, that and the other just, just so we can process it. But really, it's just all you. Yeah, that's another big obstacle people have is they always want to do the separation. Uh, there's me and there's you and there's um, all this kind of stuff. And we talk in eyes and me's and the ego is talking. And in the end, when you break it all down, there is only one thing. And that's why I even I've started to say, and people get offended by the idea that God did not create the heaven and the earth. God created the sparks of the divine and we created the heavens and the earth because it's all made out of consciousness. We're creating it as we go along. <laughs> the and, yin and, and the yang. <laughs> and we would go back to the old idea. We always want to go back to the old idea that, that, that everything is physical and then they stuck in a brain and then this consciousness suddenly popped out and, and we can take the consciousness and put it wherever we want and stuff like that. And it's, it's this idea that consciousness is primary, which we're starting to, I guess we're starting to get to now because we're getting uh, a lot of the simulated universe theories and stuff where scientists are talking about this. So we don't sound as crazy as we used to sound. It's, it's almost like we're getting vindication from the mainstream community. And that I think is what's going to move the, the people on the street because uh, they're not going to listen to you and I, but you know, if some guy from MIT says it's a simulated universe and it's all, you know, an illusion and you're creating this thing, then they go, why, why? And then they start to actually listen. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's really frustrating people that the people that have credit, you know, the, the, and, and this is not directed at Lou or anybody else or any of, uh, you know, it, this is not directed at anybody personally, but the, the credit that you get when you have one of the alphabet, um, yeah. you know, if you, if you have, if you have history in one of the alphabet uh, agencies, the three letter alphabet agencies, if you have history in that it's automatic, it's automatic gives you credit, but yeah the and then and then we and then we talk the next sentence we talk about conspiracy and how the government you know has been lying to us since roswell and it says before and blah 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 and blah but but we still give credit to the alphabet letter you know it's we you have to you have to let go of all that because that, that's 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 part of what's holding people back too because they, they're and because and, they give credit to to that stuff man you have you have to feel it with your heart like what is the truth and i think i think we're at the precipice to, that we have to move past that the yeah. nuts and the nuts and bolts and um all the and not feeling with your heart and and process processing this whole phenomenon with your brain yeah. is ha has to has to take a back seat and you have to start processing with your heart intuition and and really what you're feeling because that's what we're going in that's the that's the point of evolution we're, we're moving outside we're we're breaking we're going inside to break outside of ourselves and yeah. that's 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 really what's happening yeah that goes back to this victim thing that uh, if you look at the three letter agencies or the military it's it's all i call it the national insecurity it's like we got eight. Now it's going to be eight hundred and fifteen billion dollars. I mean, more weapons than all the other countries combined, and still totally in fear. And it's this whole idea of there's all these enemies out there, different colors and different religions, and they're all out to get us. And 
And it's that victim mentality that just uh, it creates fear. And as the Chandler Paul Selleck says, all fear does is create more fear. If you, in any decision you make in fear, take a look at where it got you just to gather more fear. And so we're in this vicious cycle of being victims and thinking the answer is out there or that we have to protect ourselves. And um, it, I guess it's a matter of time. It, you know, it's like I always say, we've got eternity to figure it out. And it doesn't really matter whether we convince anybody now, because I always bring up Stanton Friedman, how he, for 61 years, he fought all the big skeptics. And, and I looked at his files. He didn't convince anybody of anything. And that was the whole deal. It's because everybody's, <laughs> that's why they abduct young children uh, or have near-death experiences with young children is you're old enough to remember, but you're not old enough to be influenced. That once you're seven years old, they don't want anything to do with you because you've got all these ideas that have been put in your head by your your church or your school or your parents or all that, you know, on TV and stuff like that. And you become this sort of blo blocked off. And so young children are open and they come through, but it's very hard for people to shut that off, myself included, where, you know, you got to shut that ego off and, and go to the quietness and realize what's what's actually going on. Yeah, you know, this... Uh... This whole lesson, it's it's designed to take your, you know, to allow you to accept your ego as, you know, as part of this process, pe people say, oh, you got to bash your ego, you got to kill your ego. Really, you have to learn to live with your ego. You have to, you have to learn, you have to learn to live in balance of the two energies and bring them in balance within yourself. And then, you know, they are, your, your, your life is eternal no matter what, because you know, there's no start, stop, you know, like, and I, I know. You know, not to get in detail, but I know we, we, we spoke before uh, before the show, but last year, Grant, um, over the past two years, really, I have been wallowing in a lesson of grief over and over and over. I've had I've lost a sister in law. I've lost uh, two nephews um, wow. and I lost I lost a brother in law. So my, my wife lost both her siblings. Uh, one, one was right before Christmas. And uh, one was um, actually right around the time we spoke was her, my sister-in-law. Um, I was in Ohio, I think, for one of our conversations um, at, at my mother-in-law's house. Yeah. Anyways, um, then I had I had two uh, nephews last year, so I lost I lost three very someone very people very very close to me last year, and being uh, going through it from a spiritual perspective was. Uh, it was, I found a lot of gifts in it, you know, and that's, that's the only way I was able to, that was one of the reasons I was able to process and get through it. I was able to really let go and actually see where, you know, where the experiences was. My, my brother-in-law actually officiated his, his funeral. And, and that was, that was very hard. He come, he come out here in Colorado, lived with us. I've done, he'd done ceremony with us and everything. And he just, um, he just passed away in his sleep you know, wow. on, De on December 22nd, three days before Christmas. Wow. Um, and this just happened this last Christmas, wow. you know, and then uh, my son come on 111 uh, and got to see that. It, that was a really interesting thing to see the contrast between life and death within 20 days of yeah. someone really close to you. And, and the, I, I got a real gift out of that grant. I, I saw the same feeling that was deep, deep, deep in my heart without all the other emotions and everything, it was almost the same, but it was, it felt like the same vibration, yeah. you know, cause uh, when someone passes you, you really, you, you do like, uh, you know, you pass through, you, you, you remember things that, you know, you remember who they are and, you know, experiences flash, you know, you, you go through the grief process. Yeah. 
And that love is just so pure in your heart when you go through the, that grief process. It's, 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 it's a beautiful actually. And it's when um, my, my, my new son was born Hawk on one eleven. Yeah. that was, it, it was almost the same thing. It was, it was that, it, that deep, deep to like the center of your being like pulsating, you know? And, you know, I, I, I learn a lot through the, through the grief. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people listening and a lot of uh, the collective of this world is going through that in some way, form or another. And it's, um, I've asked people to come, like, uh, I agreed, like, uh, my, my nephew, Blake, he, he read my, he read my first book, talked about UFOs, real interested in all that stuff, paranormal, uh, ever since he was a kid, he was only 28 years old and, uh, took his own life. Uh, he was a veteran too. Um, he was going through a divorce, got overloaded and, uh, emotionally, but, um, he come to me. I went out, I went out, sat in the desert, lit a fire and I sat there all night, found a little cave and I sat there all night and I asked him to come and he come and, and, and showed me that, you know, further convinced me that, you know, it it, it was, it's all real, you know, and my other nephew and, you know, it's all happened through dreams or visions or this, that, and the other. But, um, you know, I think that, I think if we accept, you know, just it, like I preach about every moment is, is here for a meaning. Like every, every moment is connected to the next moment. Like when you spoke on Jimmy, like uh, talk about, Oh, we got to let go of the, the, the nuts and bolts UFOs and, and really look at, really look, stop looking at the shiny things, you know, and, and look yeah. at what's really going on that, that triggered me, man, to really uh, reach out. You know, we've been, we've been talking back and forth yeah. here and there over, over the past couple of years about doing another show together. Yeah. But this was like, Hey, Grant, and I'm like, Oh, we got to do, <laughs> we got to do this, man. I'm, yeah. you know, I've, I, I feel, I feel bloated with information, yeah. you know, and I have to, we, we have to talk on this and uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm yeah, glad no that we're and, and um, you know, took this time. To you want to in. talk about some feathers. Let's go there with it. Yeah, so um, not going to show them or anything, but these are feathers that I've done ceremony with uh, people that's listened to a bunch of the, my podcasts and read the books or whatever and knows anything about me. It knows I Sundance. Um, I had a near death experience in my third year of the Sundance where I was gone for five to seven minutes without a pulse or, or respiration. And I come back and recalled everything that happened um in, in those five to seven minutes or uh verbatim and i was able to actually tell but i could actually recall what was being done um and i did that and i actually um prophesied something that um at the time was was taken very um with a grain of you know with a grain of salt i i i set up out of that moment and one of the first things i said is um, cause I just got out of this vision. I, I had this meeting like in the spiritual world with, um, with these native elders that's been passed for a very long time. And they, they told me that I was supposed to go back into form with the message that the Sundance was over in the time of, uh, physical sacrifice and the form of ceremony was over and we needed to accept a more, um, we need to honor ourselves more and, and be more, a, more of a comfortable way of prayer. And we need, and they told me that the sun and the proof of this, they said, the, you will not, you will not dance again. The Sundance will not happen again. Wow. 
so th- so this was 2019 um i had my near death the second day of the sundance um and i had to stop and we didn't we didn't sundance in 2020 because of covid we didn't sundance in 2021 because of covid and I think they're, they've already canceled one of the ceremonies that's connected around it. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to, they're going to cancel it again. So, you know, I have, I've come to a realization, like just, just from proxy, I, I'm some type of prophet and it, but it's, it's not, it's not for, it's not a title for me. It's just, it's just for me to really trust what I'm talking about and spread it like I'm doing now, you know, like with with reckless abandon, you know, and yeah. know, know that I'm talking the truth. And if, if you, if it sounds weird to you, me, you, you might need to just check with yourself, you know, and, 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 and really feel what I'm saying. So the feathers, I wear, I wear two feathers in a, in a, in a he- small headdress. It's called a, um, it's called a crown and it's, it was made out of um, sage wrapped in red fabric and there's two feathers sticking out. Won't go into what the where the what where the feathers are from or anything, but they're just know they're sacred bird feathers, yeah. and um, those feathers now have an electrical charge. So when when you hold the feathers close together, and this is this is nothing I could show you on film, and this is this is something I do when I when I meet people in person, I and I, I want to show them that the you know the evolution has already taken place and it's this net it wasn't really never a point in time it's it's an acceptance of us personally um it's a personal evolution as a collective evolution that we're going through right now and we when we accept that the universes are you know this 5d we're living in 5d right now and all this all this magic is available we have to do is accept it you know some very magical things can happen so i really feel that these feathers are proof that we're already here. It's we, we don't we don't have to wait on disclosure or anything like that. That that that's that story for me. Disclosure is way in the back of of my storyline. Like disclosure, I don't I don't need any anyone else to tell me that the, that any of this phenomenon is real or fake because it's because it's neither. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just is, and it's it's taught me lessons. Uh, we spoke before the show about um how how i vet people that had and they talk to me about ufo experiences i I stop them i won't stop them i let them share some of their story but at certain point i I ask them what what is the message or lesson that you got from that experience and if you don't have a message or lesson from a ufo experience chances you know it, it really it didn't happen you know you're you're really making it up because ultimately it's about it's about your mind your mind is projecting your consciousness and everything, whether it's with you or a collective in a C5 or something like that, you're projecting like almost like a, like a movie through your consciousness, something to visualize. So your paradigm can break. So you, so you can go into it. So you can keep evolving, you know, where think of your mind as an egg that keeps cracking, reforming, cracking, reforming, but the, the contents inside change a little bit each time. And that's, that's in a sense, that's kind of what's happening to us until, until the egg just cracks and we just start and it just flows into back into the earth and could becomes one with the ocean. You know, we need to, we need to recognize that we're a drop, but we're also the ocean and we can, we don't have to identify with either. We're somewhere in between the two. Wow. 
And and what do you think the main message they 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 want? Do you think it's the oneness message? Do you think it's um... it's all, that's the only message that there is? Yeah. We the, the acceptance of one consciousness and still be on two legs. That's that's the trifecta of of the evolution of what of what we're trying to accomplish. Give that again. The uh, the the acceptance of one consciousness of being source of really yeah. of really source looking through your eyes, but yeah. you also being Drew and Grant. But okay. so it's the it's the trifecta of existence of between oneness and walking on two legs. Oh, cool! I've never heard of that expressed that way. It's a good it's a good way to put it. And that's what you see is you see if you start breaking down the messages, it all comes back to that. It's people tell it in different ways, different analogies and stuff, and and and. Um, when you start to understand that, um, you know, that we're all cells in a body and that we're all, you know, doing different things or whatever, but um, the illusion or the, 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 the idea of separateness is so overwhelming that you just keep falling back into the illusion all the time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a much easier existence and sometime through the, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can sympathize with this through the waking journey you go back and forth, whether you want to continue with it or not, you know, it's like, (laughs) can I just go back and, you know, watch, watch hockey or what, you know, and, and, and really be into hockey, you know, or really be into football, but no, it's, you can, you can still watch it maybe. And eventually it just fades away and you're just, you're just consumed with, you know, whatever paradigm uh, that, that broke you, whether it be a medicine ceremony or a UFO or whatever, but you know, I don't, I don't know why or how it's not my point to question why I've had so many different aspects of it. I think, uh, I think it's so I can report on it and say that they're all the same, you know, like all the, yeah. all these different spaces are the same. Like uh, they have the same energy when you get, when you, when you get past all the storyline, when you get to the oneness and have, you know, the Bodhisattva or oneness, oneness consciousness uh, moment. I had, I had that spontaneously in Florida one time. Uh, I write about and that's um it's amazing but but you have to be able to articulate and you have you have to be able to put it you know bring that back and 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 tell people about it and it's not so much to boast about it it's it's about like opening up the conversation so people can start to process their own uh visions and dreams and experiences that they had because there's a lot of people out there that don't want to talk about it because they don't they don't they feel like they're the only one and i feel like a lot a lot of my position in this world right now is to speak on this openly and uh candidly and honestly and with um, a lot of reverence with it yeah it's, it's the old idea to whom much is given much is expected so what proper what profit of the man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul so once you've got the thing, like people just make that joke all the time where they would say, oh, this guy quit. He had it. He's, he's not doing UFOs anymore. He's, he's fed up or whatever. I go, no, no, don't worry. He's back. He'll be coming. <laughs> no, nobody leaves. It's like once you've had, once you, the, the filter has been ripped, it's almost like you're a sort of a newcomer to the business. It's like once you have that first experience, it starts to multiply. It's like another experience. It's almost like it rips something and you, you, you have more and more experiences as you go along and you may have gone your whole life without anything. Yeah, just you can't forget once you, you know, one of the things that we talk about, like uh, first timers coming to the ayahuasca ceremony, just just know that this you're 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 walking through a threshold that you're not going to be able to come back through. Like yeah. once you see this, you're not going to be able to come. You're once you see the truth, you can't undo it. Yeah. You know, 
maybe, <laughs> maybe when you pass and you, you, re, you know, reincarnate into another being, maybe you'll forget about it then, or maybe you won't. But in this lifetime, you will not forget about the truth. Like you just will not, it, it will yeah. not happen. And uh, another thing I was talking, um, I got an interview coming out that's going to be published with uh, Heidi Hollis from Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did an interview with her a week or so ago. It'll be out, I think, the April 22nd is the tentative date. I'm going to update everybody when, uh, when I get the uh, notice from her. It's going to be a good one. But we talked about, um, have you ever heard of the Crystal City? or um, like a, a crystal planet. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is, this is, um, this is a place that's actually there in, in a consciousness field that has been visited by a lot of different people. And they all, they all describe it very, very similarly. So it's like, it's almost like the Akasha, Akashic records. Um, it's- so, so give me an idea because I have the, the one woman who led me to the idea that you're flying the ship was actually from Phoenix and she was in her seventies. And that's when um, she said to me, Oh, I was flying the ship. And I said, you are what? I was going to throw her out of the house. I was just, come on, you're flying the ship. Why would they let you, why would they let a woman fly the ship? And it was that kind of thing. <laughs> you know? and, and, and then she talked about going to the crystal, um, the crystal city. So tell me, she said it was her favorite place. So describe what, what you're hearing about it. Well, there, there's a crystal city, and then there's a there's a, a crystal planet or a, or an altar planet. Okay. The the altar planet is is what I've 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 seen it, and when I, when I saw it, I was like, holy, like this is a, this is amazing. It's a planet that's uh, made out of geometric uh, crystals, basically, and they're it's kind of hollow. Okay. Um, but it's, it's all interlocking crystals that come down and they, they, it comes down to a center point. And when you get to that center point, I think that's, I think that's like sources chamber, you know, or something, you know, I think that's sources chamber and, um, it's, it's, it's very weird because I, it's, I know that the, the place is not actually there, but there's been so many people that has agreed upon it has manifested and now it's actual place in an yeah. existence somewhere you know like in some type of consciousness field because there's thousands of people you know if not more that's that's been to this place they all describe it the same way and i, I, bl I believe it's you know it's the altar for the universe it's the center of the universe the crystal city me and heidi talked about as well heidi house we talked about as well um she's been there i haven't been there personally but it's a. Uh, it's an Akashic record type of thing where it's, it almost looks like a physical place, like uh, like a 3d place where people walk that you go there and people are walking around and uh, they look a little different than, than here, but it's, it's a place. Uh, it's like a mystery school place, but it's in the conscious again, it's in the consciousness field. I haven't been there personally, so I can't, I can't personally report on this, but I do know that this place has been visited by this, another place that has been agreed upon I know I know three places in the consciousness field that's been agreed upon by people and has manifested in a non-physical location. <laughs> Akashic yeah. records, the crystal city, and the crystal planet. Yeah. Well, that would make exactly. sense. If everything's made out of consciousness, you're manifesting that, that thing. So people agree <laughs> to, same as you and I agree to manifest what we're seeing. You, We think it's a, a world out there. But as John Wheeler, the physicist, said, there's no out there out there. And everybody always tries to dan dance around what he was actually saying. And he said, it's a participatory universe. 
the idea that nothing comes into the physical realm until it's observed. That whole idea that we, that we are actually creating the physical and the physical is just a different vibration, but it's still consciousness. Or my download in 2017, where they said, is the world made out of nuts and bolts? If it is, that's one world, but it's made out of consciousness. That's a whole different world with different rules. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're sort of pointing it out. <laughs> the rules change, man. Uh, it, bring, it reminds me of something Dolores Cannon said one time, and she put it so eloquently. It didn't make sense at the time when, when I heard this is a few years ago, you know, when I was going through my process and like um, trying to figure out this was real, you know, and like grasping for straws. Yeah. Uh, she said all the all these things that, you know, she's she she would do, do her speeches and she would go and talk about all these different um, regressions that she had with people and all these different realizations that's been, uh, you know, a thousand people come to and then she come to a realization through uh repetitiveness you know basically but she said don't get caught up on the on 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 all this on all this food stuff but she didn't go any further to like what we should concentrate on yeah. it makes sense now what she was talking about because it don't don't try to figure out like why all this stuff happens you're going because you're going to get caught up in the storyline and you're going to get derailed on what it is this is a this is a point in our lives we need to close our eyes and start to trust a different sense of ourselves of what's really going on you know it's a like we like we're, we keep hammering you know it's about consciousness 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 but what does that look like you know it that the consciousness aspect is not going to be answered by trying to figure out how many triangle uh sightings happen in between the years yeah. of 1950 and yeah. 1985 or you know or whatever it's not going to be answered from that. It's going to be answered from the experience of seeing the actual ship or, or, or seeing an actual angel. Like all these things are all these things are real and fake all at the same time. You know, they're just as real as you want to believe. And until you give a credence, like if you don't believe in UFOs, chances, you know, you're, you're not going to you might have an experience um isolated experience but it's going to be spontaneous it's not going to be planned it's going to be it's going to be a time when you're driving down the road listening to music or relaxing and start to daydream like all of us can remember but like i can remember when i was a kid i used to get in trouble all the time because daydreaming now now looking back i was i was traveling before i was boxed in you know the yeah. the whole the whole government and everything boxed me put me in a box and i yeah. was in a box from probably you know, 10 until 2000, 10 years old until 2016, until I was 36, till Iowa, till ayahuasca opened that box and, and let me see really what was going on again. Man, I ain't never going back in, Grant. <laughs> I ain't never going back in. So that's, that's where I call it the theory of wow. I say, if you actually look at what's actually going on, whether it's crop circles or calculations or UFO sightings, it's just, they want you to go wow and, wow, and shatter yeah. your paradigm. And then you, you spend the rest of your life going like, what was that? Because you can ask somebody, when do you see a UFO? Well, it was Monday, you know, 1966, February the 12th. And I think exactly it's never left them. And, and that's all it's doing is it's, you know, like, or I'll say to people and they have a UFO sighting. So what was it doing? And they'll go, it wasn't doing anything. I said, you think it wanted you to see it? Yeah, maybe. And it's like, well, it wasn't doing anything. So what do you think? It's, it, <laughs> you, know, you think it was there by accident? And, and it shatters people. It, it sort of just, because that's the way we do it. We sort of like, we do it like the military. We go into 
countries and say, we're here to bring you freedom and democracy, Jesus and McDonald's. Next thing you know, they're pointing guns at us and tell us to leave. And they're not doing that. They come in and it's indirect. They're forcing you to go within yourself to get the answer. They're not giving you the answer. They just make you do it and you're trying to figure out the puzzle. But they, first of all, they got to get you interested and and uh, they do it with this weird stuff and you're trying to figure out what is going on here. Like, So would you talk, a, would you, this is a question for you, Grant. Yeah. Would you consider, um, you know, people talk about visions that they have in ceremonies yeah. and, and shared visions. That's been, I'm sure you've heard about shared visions and ceremonies. Yeah. Would a CE5, would you label that as a shared vision? Um, sometimes, it's, but sometimes not. If you look at uh, Mark Sims experience, um, he was in a CE5 event. And if you, you know his story, we had the, the being came and was within inside him for 13 days or whatever, gave him this whole download of how the universe works and all this kind of stuff. But he was there and he was pretty skeptical about it. And, and this object appeared, there was all these people sitting in the CE5 with Stephen Greer. And so my first question, I said, what was it doing? And he said, well, it wasn't doing anything. It was just sitting there, this, this light. And I said, so who could see it? Did it was everybody, did everybody see it? And he said, no, not really. Just me and maybe somebody beside me. You know, I think I'm the only one that saw it. And then he went to his room and that's where he was so overwhelmed with the thing. Then he did this sort of C5 initiative in his room. And that's when the being appeared in the room and, and was with him for 13 days. So yeah, you can have the shared, it's, uh, what I see is it's, it, you're setting a stage. So if you're doing a, a ceremony, I did a book called Contact Modalities where I look at all these different things and drumming and dancing is one of the things where you go into this, you're, you're quieting the left brain, you're, you're going into a, an altered state through whatever dancing or drumming or what your protocols are. The same as in a CE5, you're doing a lot of um, uh, meditation and oming and same as Mission Rama does the same thing where you put yourself in this state. So you can all go into the state where you have a situation like Shasta in 2020 where you have these um, eight people at a birthday party and um, in the middle of the field and suddenly they're levitated into the air and these beings come. And according to the one guy, there was as many beings as there was trees in the forest. And they were opening and they, and they were up and these beings are around them, these energy beings and stuff like that. So you can have the, the multiple or, or the, the shared, but everybody's in the field. So you can get in the field yourself or you can, you can get the whole group in the field and you'll have like Mission Rama situations where the leader will say um, nothing's going to happen because the people aren't ready. There's people with lasers and they're shooting lasers into the sky and, and talking and stuff like yeah. that. You see that at C5. You got to get, <laughs> you got, it's like you're saying the daydreaming. You got to get into that altered state. You got to shut down the little voice and with, whether it's through drumming, dancing, meditation, oming, whatever it is, quietness. And, and then it opens up and you can, you can hear the, the signal because there's no noise there. The space between thought. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's what comes to me as critically important. That's Deepak Chopra, the, the space between thought and that everything is an activity inside consciousness, which another thing that sort of blows people away, they just can't, they just can't figure it out. That there is only, it's a verb, there are no nouns. There are no ships, this, that, whatever. It's all, it's all a verb, it's all part of consciousness. It's all moving, it's all vibrating. So it's all um, this one thing. But it, it takes what people a while. And I, I have some empathy for people because I, I would say, and maybe you would have to agree with me, if you had not had your experience, you might be just as stupid and I might be just as stupid as the rest of them. It's the experience that changes you or you go like, wow, this is for, because I remember when I saw it, I, uh, when I had my sighting, 
this thing was going on for quite a few months before I went out there to the small town that was seeing these UFOs. The only reason I went was because everybody else was seeing it. And I went, let's, instead of driving around the city, let's go out and see what they're looking at. And I had no expectation of seeing it. And I remember when I first saw it, it was my head. I went, holy shit, this is real. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt when I saw it, I went, I can't believe it was like I won the lottery. Like I never thought I like it's like I, I bought the lottery ticket. You know you're not gonna win, but it's like I won. I won the lottery. Like it was actually I saw something. I That's believe. exactly what it feels like the lottery when you when the very first time you when you have when you have one that's really, really like you no doubt, you know, like yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you try to explain it to other people and you see their eyes roll back and then you realize like you know, they, they're just not ready. It's not in and, and almost the idea between like a lot of scientists will say we explained it. And I said, no, you didn't. You described it. Science describes stuff. It doesn't explain anything. And it's the only, and I, they'll, they'll say, I know you just believe. And it's like, no, I had the experience. You didn't have the experience. You're the one that believes. <laughs> and if you have the experience, you know, yeah, you know, it's the, knowing. It's, 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 who's had the experience. Yeah. It's not even, you know, th that's why I never, I don't claim to be a researcher or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm in it. I, I guess I would say I'm an experiencer, but I'm just a being that has found like true sovereignty and I'm yeah. trying to help, help people find that in themselves, you know, and, and, you know, all the good ones always push you back inside, you know, it's not outside, it's inside, 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 inside that all that being said, like, did I, did I ever tell you the, the mothership uh, contact in the desert in 2019? No, Did I tell you might have, but I, I, I don't recall it. Oh man, man. So this is a third night of contact, uh, contact the desert 2019 in India Wells, uh, California. Um, we're at, me and my wife are at, we don't like to stay in hotels. So it's it, almost every story you hear about me, like traveling somewhere. is like, they're going to be an Airbnb in the, in the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at, at an Airbnb outside the city about 20 minutes or so. And we're sitting there smoking a joint and, we were just looking towards the city, like Indian Wells, where the conference is taking place. There's lights and like you can see it all lit up. And a um, couple, there's a mount, there's a little, small mountains on one on each side. Winds blowing like slow back and forth. It's it's really, I think it's, I think it was in, I think that July they had it. I don't remember. I don't remember when that was. Anyways nice night out just just perfect weather light breeze all of a sudden we just felt the breeze just stop like all the all the bird all the little any insect that was around chirping or anything that was making noise it, it just become dead silence and you could just hear something above you like like whoosh like and oh. it was and after after a, a second or two like the wind started blowing again couple seconds later we're looking over there towards the like uh, indian wells like where the where the, the hotels where the conference is and we see the uh, light me and my this is me and my wife sitting out there ella and we see um a light uh, light up like that it blinks another one blinks and a line going across yeah. and it's like it's like it's like 10 15 miles across i mean i i'm just I, i'm just i'm yeah. guesstimating it's a a massive distance across and i'm like oh my god baby there's ship those, that's a ship that just those are the whole armada of ships that just went across us and i'm like sitting over there processing it and she's like no look at it and it, it, the it like blinked down a line and when it started coming back it was holding itself in a line like 
it was it was it was drawing a white line across the sky and then it come back and then that started back and it started speeding up back and forth and the length of it is just massive it was just covering like yeah a massive area and that that was that was my mothership sighting that was confirmed the next day um they were doing a ce5 at the at the conference um i don't know if there's video i've spoke about this before i don't have a video of it but um I know that there was a, a mothership sighting at the conference wow. and there was drones that come out of that mothership, but that mothership went over top of us. Like, and it, it was the size of Texas, man. Like, you know, wow. it was huge, huge. And it, that was a, so that was a shared vision. Like mm -hmm. that was, and obviously I've seen ships before that, like had experience, you know, had experiences before that. But it was very interesting to have that. That was a shared experience with my wife and yeah. a couple hundred right. other people at Contact in the Desert doing a C5 yeah. from, two, from two different points. And it was just uh, just amazing, you know, that, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that we all collectively deep down inside ourselves at the conference agreed that, man, a mothership would be really cool tonight, you know, <laughs> like, and uh Sure. That's, that's almost like the Phoenix Lights thing. You know, 10,000 people saw it. And that's why I always say, I mean, who needs a ship that big and why would you fly it 200 feet off the ground over Phoenix, Arizona? I mean, it's like they want you to go, whoa, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and everybody's sort of there and the, the story runs around and the more people talk about this kind of stuff, the more the consciousness rises. So let's, let's sort of shut her down because I've got to go and walk a dog here. And so let's go through the last couple of things that you might want to talk about here. And um, we can do this again in uh, the short future. And uh... yeah. Um, yeah, I guess just uh, circling what? back to what, what I spoke to before, you know, just what, what do we do now? Like what, what, what does a listener do or what does yeah. the experiencer do? The spirits are just accepts, you know, and do, doesn't try to figure out the the whys and why nots yeah. and and just go into the feeling of what that message is and you know i i think that i think the event that we're all feeling i think we're i think we're gonna i think we're about to have a mass event that we're all gonna that's gonna be a, a paradigm shift for the collective we're all gonna experience it together and i think we're building you know uh these sightings and people sharing their experiences i think we're building the energy that's needed to manifest this paradigm shift if people want to get a hold of you what do you do for people do you do you you, you do you talk to people do you share stories do you have groups or the talk, talk a little bit about what you're doing in, in your present work uh presently uh i'm taking care of my son uh being <laughs> being a father and a husband and everything but uh you know that's, that's why I've been doing a lot more podcasts lately, um, trying to trying to still balance out and still still trying to uh, complete my mission, you know, and, yeah. and trying to help people expand. I do I do whatever's needed. You know, people can reach out to me through sacredjourneyswithin.com. Um, the, the website's behind me. Uh, mm -hmm. Journeys is spelled with the I-E-S. 
uh, not with a Y. The only reason I, I know it's not I know it's not spelling correctly if you're if you're a, a proofreader, but that's uh, the Y was already taken. That the yeah. the spirits the spirits told me this is what I was supposed to name it. So it's been named for years, and this is what it is. But sacredjourneyswithin.com that's the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, you can check out. Um, I got one link on there. You can check out all my past interviews, including, including yours and everybody, you know, everybody else's and go to one spot and, and click on all those. They're all free. You know, uh, most yeah. of them are, most of them are on YouTube. Um, I do dream interpretation where we have ceremonies coming up this year. Um, right now we're on hold. We're not scheduling anything because uh, our new son, but we're going to start yeah. scheduling ceremonies soon uh, with ayahuasca, San Pedro, I've uh, been working with that for years and um, I'm, I'm starting to shift more away from the medicine ceremonies and, and get more into um, the consciousness and, and, and really uh, spreading, spreading this consciousness through word uh, really. Uh, but we will be doing some ceremonies this year. Uh, I got a C5 that I'm, that I'm planning right now uh, that's in the works. I'm going to be doing it in Crestone, Colorado. Uh, there's an impact. Um, a meteor impact crater that's there um, i got a download the other day for a meditation i'm going to lead the c5 uh i've invited jimmy hopefully he can make it i'm yeah. inviting you right now personally um if you can make it sometime down sometime this summer yeah. um and and we're working around your schedule grant like i'm not there's yeah. no dates that are set in my mind and whatever you know uh, if you can make it it'd be great but um yeah i got a so the C5 meditation I'll share with you real quick that was given to me. I was, I was showed to do a C5 in this uh, meter impact crater and talk about um, retrace the steps of the family tree of this meteor back to when it was a, a planet back trillion years ago and how and everything that had to happen for it to land right there. And through that meditation, uh, it will take people outside their consciousness and go back to the origins of that meteor. And then, and then we can open up space for the CE5. But this is uh, this uh, the download that was given to me for this. So I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna be a go with man. Wow. Like, wow. You, do you do a podcast? You'd be a good podcaster. I think you're. No, I've been approached. Uh, Margie, Margie wants me yeah. to go on uh, on X. But if I did that, it would, I would have to dedicate, I would have to be like, hey, but, you know, every Friday or something like that. For me, it's uh, talking to, talking to different people um, yeah. over, um, I get the message out to your, to your fan base. I get the message out to Jimmy's fan base and um, yeah. that, you know, they're on and on and on. But um yeah, it's something yeah. that's been approached to me, but I, I it's, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is the second time that's been asked me. Maybe maybe yeah. it's a universe. Yeah, I, I had the I had these the standard ones on the on the networks, but then it's down to one hour, and you got the you got to break at the certain times and stuff. I just do like if you got an interesting guy, I always find it's it's interesting. So you you can pick me or pick somebody and say, oh, I'd like to hear this guy's, and you get to ask questions and yeah. and you can run it. Like I don't, I haven't put up a podcast for a month. I've got maybe five or six that I did that I haven't put up yet, but I don't put them up regularly. Sometimes I, at one time I was putting them up every day for a couple of months and then it just sort of became overwhelming. Now I put up one a month or something, but it's just a, and you, you're a good uh, uh, communicator. And it would, I think if you'd, and it's a good opportunity for you in terms of getting people you, you want to talk to and get their message and, and do yeah. it, but you're doing a lot of stuff and that you, you got the point that you got the sun and, 
and your life gets sort of overwhelming where you, you get too many plates up in the air and, and you start dropping a couple of them. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to overload myself. I don't yeah. want to, I want, I want to balance out my life too. Like I, yeah. I'm still living as Drew too. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. very, I'm very much, um, identify as the universe, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm, I also identify as Drew, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I want, I still have a life to enjoy and I, I want to see what it looks like. I want, I want my son to experience my new son. I have, a, I have other kids too, but my, you know, I want, I want my new son to grow up in that because I think, I think he really came here for this experience, like to yeah. grow up with and to have someone to look to that has a balance. That's well, yeah. trying to balance this tightrope in between spirituality and physicality. It's a good point. Yeah. You got to have the balance, uh, you know, otherwise you're, you're not grounded and, um, people just you're, you're way over people's heads they're not really listening anyway so you've got to come yeah. across i mean that. i've I, i've definitely i definitely had visions of him being holding them at, at conferences and you know being being up there at the podium and talk and you know yeah. when he's old enough and he's going to be sitting right here beside me and uh, hopefully go. hopefully you'll be still be here and we, yeah. we can yeah. uh, we can have a conversation all three of us you know and he yeah. can he can talk about why he came you know or whatever yeah. but he come uh yd I think YD48 or something like that. It was a, a, a asteroid that passed by the Earth on okay. January 11th. Oh wow! And it passed by the Earth within an hour of him coming here, wow. and it's. I just had this vision of him riding this ash this asteroid and like <laughs> jumping, jumping, off. Jump, jumping <laughs> off on Earth. You know, like uh, just so much about him. You know, his. Uh, if it, a lot of people that know me know my connection to Osiris and everything. No, I start like one of my first times channeling was Osiris. I yeah. went through that whole process too. Um, I, and I name him Hawk, but the, the Hawk was my connection uh, to the Eagle spirit. And that, that was why we named him Hawk. But yeah. after I named him Hawk, my wife, my wife had a vision named Hawk and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I, and then I got this, the Osiris like chimed in. He's, he just was laughing. I was like, Oh man, I was like, I gotta go check. And I was like, okay, his, his son uh, was connected to, to the Hawk or Falcon spirit. Like, and it's just, there's so this, that's another wow moment. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's just as deep to me as seeing a ship, you know, it's just because I know my experiences with Osiris. I know Osiris spoke through me and proved to me that it was being speaking from another time and space speaking through me you know he proved it and it's just another wow moment you know and this wow. this this whole thing is just so amazing yeah. uh and i'm i'm honored to be here in this time with you grant and i'm honored uh, for your friendship and thank you so much um uh, i have a youtube channel do you mind me posting this on mine sure. as well sure oh yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely that's what that's what it's about i'm not here to uh, everybody's got equal rights and uh you, you may reach the person that you need to reach through that so absolutely anything that i have Anything I say you can use, I have no problem with that. I appreciate I, your friendship so much, Grant. I, and I appreciate your coming on and uh, sharing your your wisdom. And let's do it again soon. We'll arrange it. I'll I'll keep in touch with you. I can't wait. Okay. Looking Drew, forward thanks to it. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you later. Big blessings, brother. Namaste. Namaste.